today we are going to look at Matthew, Matthew chapter 11, verse 29. Matthew chapter 11, verse 29. And I'll read in verses 28, 29 and 30, just to get maybe some context, but we'll be looking mainly at verse 29. Come unto me, all ye that labour, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So today we really are going to focus on the single, instructive verse of scripture from Matthew's Gospel. Where again it says, Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your soul. And I hope to to show you that from how one apparently simple verse can make such a a significant difference to our walk with the Lord and our Christian witness when we apply it to our lives. It's funny, I didn't see any of you arrive here today carrying any big weighted bags or even something so heavy like heavy concrete that was making you, you struggle under the heaviness to your feet today. But, but I know that many of us here today will be carrying unnecessarily spiritual burdens such as guilt, sin, worry and anger. These are heavy on our shoulders and can drag us down into spiritual despair. So I want today just to to encourage you to to look into this passage that the burdens that you are carrying in your life can be made lighter if you take up the Lord's yoke for for unlike the the heavy burdens of life his yoke is easy and light if you follow his life as an example. And if after the sermon today, and if you have any questions or want to talk more about to and how to know Christ as your personal saviour, I will be happy to meet with you in full confidence to answer your questions and pray for you and seek direction in God's word. But again, let's look at some background to these verses. Now I'd like to 
just touch on the beginning of chapter 11 of Matthew's Gospel where, where John the Baptist, who is in jail, sends messengers to ask Jesus if he is in fact the Messiah. John had met Jesus before. In fact, he had baptised him. Uh, but perhaps he had a little doubt as he expected the Messiah to throw off the yoke of Roman rule so that the Hebrew people would be free. This was the expectation of the Hebrew people and it's still amongst the, the more orthodox Jews, Jewish believers today. Jesus throughout the rest of this passage reminds them that the yoke of Christ is light. Unlike the the Roman yoke, the, the Roman yoke or the yoke of organized religion today, with its rules that sometimes make you strive to earn your salvation, the Lord's yoke is light. And Jesus reminds John and those listening to him of his purpose in coming and how he is fulfilling the prophecy. But let's look at, in more detail, three, three different points or aspects of this brief verse. Firstly, as we, we read this, we see the way of salvation through the submission of our souls to the Lord. We then find security in the knowledge of Christ's character and solace in the comfort of his presence. So we have our first point. Salvation, where it says, there in the first part of the verse, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And our second is second point is security. For I am meek and lowly in heart. And our third and last point will be solace, and you will find rest unto your soul. So let's look at our first point, salvation. If you have a look down at that verse, it take my yoke upon you. And our first point of salvation is, is where, where Christ, he makes a wonderful offer. He's inviting us to take his yoke upon us and learn from him. Major religions and sects put heavy yokes on their people, frequently teaching them to to have they have to earn their salvation through work. This can place enormous pressures on people and some can become consumed with striving to do things which they mistakenly think will be pleasing to God. And they lose sight of the of the invitation 
to have a personal relationship with him and instead look outside of Christ for ways in which to earn righteousness. But in this passage, hold on, please. me. <coughs> but, sorry, but this passage teaches that Jesus' yoke is easy and it is an invitation to have a personal relationship with him. It is through him and him alone we are made righteous and not through any works. And the Lord is using this illustration of yoking here. It's not like a yoke, yoking of an egg. It's so different. <laughs> in this area, in, in this era, um, farmers would often yoke a new animal. It was usually an oxen that was being trained to draw carts, to draw carts or, or plough fields alongside an older, experienced oxen to stop the young one doing its own thing. It would soon be trained in obedience from walking as, alongside the mature oxen. We know Jesus, he was a carpenter, and probably in his time, farmers would bring their oxen along to be fitted for tailor-made yokes out of wood to fit along the neck and shoulders of the beast. And these were built, made to measure, to ensure that no chaffing or sores would hurt the ox. And with this, we'll, we'll, we'll look on to our second part of in this verse, and we, if you look in, it says, and learn from me. It's better translated as learn of me. And the verb to learn here is the Greek. The Greek is from manthano, which means to, to learn and understand. And interestingly, the word disciple or follower comes from the same Greek word base. In order to, to learn of the Father, we have first to learn of Christ. Christ says to learn of me so that we might know the truth of God, so that we might learn that he is a God of truth, a God of love, a God of mercy, and compassion. Only through learning of Christ by reading the Word of God and fervent prayer can we really begin to know God. This means that being a Christian is more than just spending a little time on a Sunday morning or evening in church. It's more than professing a faith by failing to be changed by it. Those who truly believe in Christ want to follow his example and we can only do that when we allow ourselves to be guided by him, to be yoked to him without resistance. Uh, an example 
um, used by the Lord, um, a sort of description used by the Lord symbolizes the yoke of submission. When we take up the Lord's yoke and submit to His will, we are like the young oxen being trained by the older, more experienced ox. ox. Christ walks alongside us and we become familiar with Him and as a result we learn from Him and are changed to become obedient disciples. And if you are a, a, profession, a professing Christian but are unchanged or hanging on to worldly ideology, then you must really must ask yourself if you have truly taken up the, the yoke of Christ. Some want to believe and want to be part of their local church and can often be active members in their church Christian community but they still hold on to the sin and carnal desires. They haven't fully submitted and are not linked to the Christ by that yoke, but, but are instead walking in their own, own path. And our second point in we come to security, and we see this in, that, in, our, ver in our verse, for, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And we see here throughout his ministry, Jesus displays a true pers personality. A true personality. He here describes his virtues as meek or gentle and lowly or humble in heart. Jesus is in total submission to the Father who has sent him. He does not resist the will of the Father but does the work for which he has been sent. There's a lot that we can learn from from that example. And just think, how often have you been too stubborn to listen to God's call or ignored his guidance? You see, we are called to follow Christ's example and to be gentle, not having an abrasive or aggressive manner, but instead being temperate, rational and calm. We're also to be lowly in heart having patience and long-suffering. You may think it's not in your nature to be gentle or meek, but the, the reality is that Christ, you can and will be changed to be more like Him. It isn't always easy, but if you are in submission to Christ and are yoked to Him, you will desire to be more like him each day. And this gives you the encouragement you need to continue learning from him on a daily basis. I know, I don't know, but, I don't know about you, but if I'm around a person who is short-tempered, arrogant or hoity, 
I lack respect for that person. I'm more likely to distrust, to distrust them and feel unsure of their motives. And if Jesus had displayed this, these negative traits, it's, it's likely that any, it's likely any followers he had would, would have been few, and those who heard him might have felt intimidated by him or scared of him, rather than being secure or reassured. You see, being gentle and lowly in heart brings assurance and security for us as believers. We know we can trust him, and if he says in the first part of our verse that he takes our burden, then we can be rest assured he does. He is not a liar, and he isn't out to destroy us, but to give us more abundant life. In our last point, in solace. And as we look down, we read here, and you will find rest unto your soul. Here we find rest or solace as we relinquish the burden of our sin-laden soul by responding to the gospel call. As we are yoked to the lightweight of Christ's yoke, we are set free from the heavy yoke of sin and judgment. As unbelievers, we didn't recognize our sin for what it was. We were ignorant of the fact that we were separated from God because of sin in our lives. But once con convicted of that sin, we felt the burden of it on our back. When truly convicted, we can't rest or find solace without laying down that burden and believing Jesus has taken it upon his own yoke, thus freeing us from the burden of carrying it. You see, finding rest for our souls is more than just taking a, a break and napping for an hour. This passage refers to a deeper rest, a spiritual rest that can only be found when we recognize Christ as our Savior and learn to trust Him with our daily life. And this doesn't mean trouble doesn't come our way or that you'll never again suffer despair um, or being anxious or hurt. What it does mean is that you will will find strength through Christ to, to carry those burdens because you don't carry them alone. Furthermore, you can be assured that all things have a purpose and a purpose that will bring glory to the Father. So while we might go through tribulation, we can trust that God is always in control. There is solace to be found in the knowledge that Christ is with you every step of the way and you can learn 
on him means you can not learn you can lean on him depend on him and have complete confidence in him most of us today we have very busy lives we're under a lot of pressure to conform to worldly expectations we're working hard to have a comfortable lifestyle shuttling kids to and fro from various activities so they keep so they can keep up with their friends and if <laughs> and if you're anything like me at the gym three times a week to to have this um perfect body <coughs> okay maybe not three times a week but it's uh, about an exaggeration, but you understand my point. All of this can leave us with little time for God. Time with the Lord is often comes within our list of priorities. When we wear ourselves out trying to fit everything else in first, when we do get time to sit down and have prayer time or Bible study, we are too tired to concentrate or worse still, mentally overstimulated from the business of the day to actually relax and enjoy what should be the most important part of our day. We think of rest as a two-week holiday, a break away from the normal grind of daily life, but Christ's rest is so much more beneficial than that than that 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 all you have to do is all you have to do is to experience it is to take time to be with him. In Psalm forty six verse ten it says here it says something like this Be still and know that I am God we need to take that time from the busyness of life and just be still waiting on him, resting on him, allowing him to refresh us. I suspect not everyone here today is a believer. Some of you might have come along with a friend and think this is, has no relevance to you at all. I can assure you, it does. You see, accepting the yoke of Christ will give you an assurance of eternal life. Nothing else in this world can give you that. You can experience the spiritual rest that we've talked about today and you can know the Father by accepting the Son as your personal saviour. This is no quick fix or instant remedy for for the strife in your life. I'm not going to promise you that all your troubles will instantly disappear because the reality is that they probably won't. But I'm going to promise you that God has revealed himself to us through his word. And his word is truth. 
God promises that sins will be forgiven and you'll experience a new peace of heart, a rest in your soul, and ultimately you will experience eternal life forevermore with Christ. So before you leave here today, I'd like you to take a moment and just bow your head and, and for a moment in prayer. If you don't know the salvation found in Christ or the security and solace from being yoked to Him, just ask Him to reveal Himself to you so that you might know and believe in Him. And again, if you have any questions about today's sermon or simply want to talk more, please come to me after the service and we can talk.